When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect. I'm Dave Lotz. Joining me tonight is Bobby Jackson. How's it going, Bobby? Hey, it's going good. And also here, right next to me, Michelle Hillard. Let's go, Michelle. Hello, everyone. Hi. Good evening. On the agenda tonight, Ahsoka episodes one and two are now on Disney Plus. So we're going to talk about it. And uh, it was so much easier to pull this off because Disney was kind enough to not air these at midnight. So that worked out in our favor. Yeah, we're You gonna... mean we didn't get up at 5 a.m. this morning to watch it before we went to our jobs? Right. I didn't, we didn't have to do that. Idea. Now, of course, for those of us on the East Coast, they dropped two longer episodes at nine. Could have been nice. Could have dropped them at eight. Just saying. But, you know, for those of us who... And they could have dropped them at 8 p.m., but... I will take nine. Get, see, yeah. this is what happens. You give an inch and people want to take a mile. They're like, I know. we finally I'm moved it from midnight. It happened. And I hope it continues to happen yeah. with the rest of the episodes and every other like Star Wars and Marvel show that they do from here on out that I actually yeah. want to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't need these midnight yeah, drops, the midnight man. Thing, like, why? Like, it's just, it's, it was just a weird choice. It's rough. Well, so so I've always thought, and I could be wrong on this because I don't know, but I always assumed that the midnight thing was due partially in fact that it was a new streaming service and they kind of got it up and running fairly quickly in comparison to like a lot of different streamers that came along afterwards. And so I don't, I feel like they probably didn't have enough servers initially and i remember there being issues even at midnight for a couple of the shows that came out where their site crashed and so if they had had it on at a prime time they were probably worried about too many people hitting their traffic of their site and their servers at one time that um they would have just gotten a lot of complaints early on until they were able to ramp up more servers and by that time they probably were just so used to dropping them at midnight they didn't really think about moving them until many people started complaining about yeah or not caring about yeah. a lot of the shows that were dropping so there was less traffic anyway right. wasn't that so. the issue with hbo when they first started streaming their shows they would drop them and then the site would crash like game of thrones like back this is back a ways a while ago yeah no like, this yeah, definitely this is, happened with them as far as, far as i remember yeah it was an mm-hmm. issue but yeah yeah once you get all the servers you need it's not a problem well yeah we're gonna talk soga before we do that though really quick uh off subject 
before we dig into that, um, I was curious to ask you Sorta. guys if what was that? Sorta. Uh, I was curious to ask you guys if uh, you watched the Rebel Moon trailer that dropped. That was yesterday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to know your guys' take on this. This is, of course, or if you don't know, the new Zack Snyder film that's coming to Netflix. Actually, it's two parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, the first part will drop this December, and then the second part will drop, I think, in April. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So the trailer finally dropped for this yesterday, uh, this Netflix film, films. Um, it's my understanding, and maybe, Bobby, you know more, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, back in the day, right, uh, maybe it was soon after Lucasfilm bought Disney, Zack Snyder wrote a treatment for a Star Wars idea, Star Wars film idea, I guess. And uh, I guess Lucasfilm wasn't interested. Um, And this film, Rebel Moon, is based off of that treatment um, as a non-Star Wars movie, of course. But that's my understanding of the situation. Um, so, yeah, trailer dropped. I'm curious. Bobby, what do you think of it? Well, and that's why I said sort of, because of, you said we're going um, off topic. Off topic. Like, well, yeah. you know, sort yeah, of. but it does sort of relate to Star Wars in a way. And for the record, I think I like most of Zack Snyder's stuff um, to varying degrees. And I think I, I, I probably, if I were to say of his filmography what i like the least would probably be batman versus superman um i don't i've never watched um sucker punch so i don't know about that one but uh as far as the other ones that i've watched that that's probably the the least of my uh ones that i like everything else is good to okay and uh this trailer you know i i feel like I came away unimpressed by it for some reason. It just felt like nothing wowed me. Um, it was. It definitely looks good. It's visually impressive, but you expect that that would be the case from Zack Snyder. He's always made visually nice-looking things, and so this is no exception to that. It looks nice, but a lot of things look nice these days, and and I think it kind of gave me a little bit of vibe of like dune in a way um to a certain degree but there was just nothing there that i just got excited about i i think what i like about it is that it seems as though he has this whole i guess this whole universe of these movies created if he already has a first and second one and the ideas for a third one, and it's also supposed to encompass um, video games and other medium. So hmm. I feel like he must know a lot about what he wants to do with this. Um, and I will give him the benefit of the doubt because I'll definitely be watching it. But when I watched the trailer, I just came away like, okay. I, I really didn't have any big um, impression from it, honestly. What do you think, Michelle? You watched it with me. So. Yeah, um, I think kind of similar to Bobby. Honestly, like I watched it, I was kind of was like, oh, okay, it's kind of like high fantasy, but in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, it's got some mythical creatures. I don't know. It kind of 
felt like the trailer was all over the place. And, yeah, I mean, like, visually it looks really nice, but I will say there wasn't anything. I was like, oh, wow, this this looks wicked intriguing. I'm very interested in this. I was kind of like, okay, this is... It's a, it's a new take on things. I don't, I don't really know where it's... Okay, I guess we'll, we'll check it out. Like, I'm curious, but I'm definitely not, like, eager and curious. Right. I was like, it didn't win me over to get me going, oh, my gosh, this looks amazing. I wasn't, like... Right. Yeah, no. I don't know. It looks intriguing. So, yeah, kind of, I guess similar to you, Bobby, uh, when it comes to Zack Snyder, I don't think I've seen quite everything. Maybe there was something I missed. Maybe not. Maybe I've seen all of his films. But uh, for the most part, I'm a fan. Uh, I feel like saying you're a Zack Snyder fan can be uh, you know, polarizing Depressive. depending yeah. on your de- degree of fandom when it comes to him. Uh, yeah. I, I think Zack Snyder's a talented director. I think he's made some good films. I think he's made some films that are met or pretty good. Um, but uh, overall, I've liked his stuff. And hearing about this movie before we got the trailer, it was kind of piquing my interest. Uh, I guess my reaction to the trailer is sounds somewhat similar to you guys um i think this movie could be fantastic uh but i not to say a trailer is definitely going to let you know if a movie's going to be great or not right. but i definitely after this was like well I, I don't i still don't have any sense of if it's actually going to be very good the movie will look incredible the movie the trailer is just filled with shots of incredible scenes so much so that it makes me wonder, like, will there actually be a good story, or is it just going to be this most the most ridiculous cinematography I've ever seen mm-hmm. in a sci-fi film? Because mm-hmm. um, each shot in the trailer is just some gorgeous kind of set-piece-looking shot. Yeah. And yeah, as trailers go, it's not. I think I don't think it's a very good trailer. Like I don't. Yeah. I didn't. It's definitely not one of those trailers I'm itching to watch over and over again. This it was. It just kind of gave us looks at the movie. It's almost like flipping through Entertainment Weekly and looking at still images of what a movie's going to look like except these images moved. It's really yeah. what it felt like. It's <laughs> not really like a good well-cut trailer. But anyway, there's a lot not, not a lot of hype, but there's hype around this and I so I was curious to hear what you guys thought of the trailer. Mm, yeah. But with mm. that, Let's talk about Ahsoka, shall we? Um, you know, before we recorded, we haven't really discussed this. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, do you want to just talk spoilers for these two first for first two episodes and just throw out that warning to everyone? Or do you spoiler-free or both? What do you guys, what's your appetite? I, I guess I was going to talk spoilers. Yeah. yeah I went just talk it. spoilers, period. Like, I was just going to be like... <laughs> Yo, if you haven't watched Ahsoka, don't listen to us until you've watched it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll go with that. <laughs> so, spoiler review for the first two episodes of Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. Um, the warning is out there. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'm sure there's a warning on the screen letting you know. All the spoilers. <laughs> all right. All the- Ahsoka, first two episodes are out there. We all probably watched them at the same time last night. I'm curious to know what you guys thought. Bobby, uh, it sounded like you wanted to go ahead and go first on this one. So, what did Yeah, you... I don't have any problem with going first on this. Um, what did you think? So, my familiar- familiarity with the character comes from 
watching Clone Wars, but not like I watched it when it was originally on. It was something I, I kind of hesitated to watch because I, I really wasn't a, a fan of the idea of Clone Wars initially, um, just because it felt like this had already the series, the prequels were already done. And then they decided to do this animated show. And I was like, well, none of this stuff is mentioned ever in the movie. So why should I ever watch, you know, th- this show that is going to just make up stuff that's they can just say, but it never is referenced in the movie. So does it really matter? So for the longest time, I kind of just not cared about it. And then I heard from lots of different people that it was actually pretty good. It starts off a little cheesy and corny and whatever. And especially when um, Ahsoka's first uh, debuted in the the movie, the animated movie, um, it, it it definitely you can see a character growth from her character throughout Clone Wars, and then the second series that came out afterwards, which was the Rebel uh, Rebels, and her character is older, visibly older, and more mature in that series as well and so you really get to see her character grow up until her live action debut in um mandalorian season two i think it was and so you really get to see this character and go on a journey with her so for me it it was like okay especially having seen rebels and loving rebels that i was so used to seeing certain characters in an animated form, knowing that we were going to get to see those characters now in live action, that was half the excitement in terms of me watching Ahsoka. Not to mention that it's a character now that I really like. So, I would say for me, those first two episodes were a nice, solid start and has me, um, I would say, anticipating the next episodes as well as cautiously optimistic about the show (laughs) as a whole Uh, I think it did a good job of for me introducing and reintroducing characters into this live action format that were initially animated characters and so I come at it from a different bias because I I know a lot of these characters already so uh, it it felt nice seeing them it felt good to be able to um, have them there and it felt like it really set the table uh, in a nice way, just as a start, just just a little bit to whet the appetite. Because I feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like every episode is going to get ramped up more and more and more. And we're going to get those really big surprises and a lot of crazy stuff towards, you know, episodes five through eight or however many episodes there are, eight through ten maybe or something. I think there's ten episodes. So I, I really feel like this was a nice little start to it. Um, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't like super, you know, like thrilling in terms of Star Wars. But as far as Star Wars series, it, it's off to a better start to me than I feel like I was with Boba Fett or even Obi-Wan. I, I feel like this one was a, a nice, like, little solid start and things that really felt like I was in the Star Wars world again, where, where you have like an opening crawl or those classic Star Wars wipes that go through 
the series and, and everything that you're used to. And even there's an el- there was an element that I remember seeing, um, I think it was in the second episode, towards the end, when the character, I think her name's Elizabeth or, or Elizabeth, something like that. Um, she was talking to Balin and his apprentice. And they came in through holograms. And even the holograms look better to me than they normally do in Star Wars. They came in in a sort of almost like a uh transporter way in Star Trek where they kind of like like beamed in really and and then they look more corporeal a little bit more solid than typical holograms look in in, in Star Wars which has always been a, a, a nit of mine in terms of how I, I you just get nothing from those holograms anytime right. you see them but these actually felt a little bit more like three dimensional a little bit more depth to them which I enjoyed but yeah, I think that for me, I was just like thrilled in terms of being back into a Star Wars series that felt Star Wars, whereas Andor um, in in the Star Wars universe, of course, but it's a different animal and, and it's trying to do a different thing. And this felt like that nice in between Mandalorian and uh, Andor for me, where it feels like it's going to be something of its own but uniquely still star wars and i had myself as the second episode ended ready to see the third episode so that's always a good indicator of like how much you might like a series and how quickly you want to see the next episode so yeah i thought like it wasn't like the the best of best but it was good enough for me to like be able to want to see more and and enjoy what i did see Michelle, what did you think of Ahsoka? You're what was your you excitement level going into it? You don't, you don't want me to? No, I thought, I thought, I thought you'd uh, keep us going. Okay. Um. Well, I was definitely looking forward to this series for sure. Because um, you're wearing an Ahsoka shirt. I am wearing an Ahsoka shirt. It's a pretty sweet shirt too. <laughs> um. No, I I was looking forward to this series. I. Unlike Bobby, I never really watched uh, Clone Wars, like ep- random episodes on in the background kind of here and there, but never really paid attention to to Clone Wars um, until kind of recently. And then we, I think randomly, we started kind of watching it a little bit more. And then, you know, I was kind of like, it, I think Clone Wars is fine. And, but then we started watching Rebels and I was like, okay, this is... Rebels is pretty good. Like, it's pretty solid. And it's, I don't know, it feels like it fits really well in the Star Wars world. But I say that, and like, I've only watched a couple of episodes of Rebels. So I, I know who everybody is, but I still don't know the full storyline to it. And I think that's fine. I think uh, what I, thus far, what I can say with Ahsoka, uh, I've enjoyed what I've seen. And I think one of the things I really like about it is that. You know, I really don't know a whole lot from Rebels or Clone Wars. I know a little bit, but I feel like as I was watching Ahsoka, I was kind of going, you can come into this not knowing really anything about these shows. Like, and maybe they're over explaining things, but I don't feel like they are. I feel like they're giving you just enough information about each person as they're introduced and just enough information about the backstory for you to go, okay, they've worked together. Gotcha. Okay. There was. 
there's some history there okay cool 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 like you can go into this show so far kind of being introduced to it all and not really know exactly where all the the players fit on the chessboard and that's okay and so i think they're doing a good job with that so far um i think rosario dawson and i mean ever since she showed up as ahsoka in mandalorian i was like dude she's ahsoka (laughs) it's she's so good is this character like you know it's an older ahsoka she's very comfortable in her skin and she's very you know from being a very young adult and very impatient and very tempestuous she's very settled into her ways and she's very calm and her patience level while it can still be thin she's much calmer about things and you can tell she's just she's an ahsoka that has seen a lot been through a lot and she still is a survivor but she is uh i don't know she's like a completed adult so it's interesting to kind of see her this way but no i think rosario dawson's doing an awesome job she's quite good i'm i don't know i feel like my thoughts are a little all over this place with this one but at the same time i think i'm still you know it's only two episodes so i can't i feel like i can't give a full like i love this but i will say i am definitely enjoying it um I think I'm like Bobby <laughs> going into the next few episodes. I am optimistically cautious <laughs> uh, because you never know. But yeah, overall, so far, I think it's doing better than Obi-Wan was doing. I think it's it's a better product than what we saw with Obi-Wan. And it's leaps and bounds better than what we saw with Boba Fett. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of at a Mandalorian level of, of quality. And when I say that, I'm really referring to the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. I would say it's definitely of that. Um, Dave Filoni, who created these characters, who created Ahsoka, who created the like this whole storyline idea, um, you know, he wrote all the episodes for this show, I think. I think he wrote all I of them. I believe so. But he directed the first episode, and I don't have in front of me who directed the second episode, but I think both episodes were done very well. Steph Green, I think her name was. Steph Green. I thought it was also done very well. I, I liked both of them. Um, I think if I had a nitpicky thing, there's times when I feel like the pacing is a little bit slow. Like, it could kind of pick up a little bit faster, but it's kind of a little nitpicky thing, I would say. Maybe it's just a me thing. Um, I don't know. I think I'm enjoying it. I am I am looking forward to the next episode, but I am still cautiously optimistic because the Disney Plus Star Wars shows have been kind of hit or miss. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm 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 liking this a lot so far. Um so yeah, I come to this show like in the middle of you two, I think. Yeah, <laughs> like Bobby, you basically had seen almost every almost everything animated leading up to this. Michelle, you've seen bits and pieces here and there. Very little. Uh, yeah. I've, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, I did not watch Clone Wars when it was airing or anything, but I semi recently had started watching it in the proper order. And I think I made it through about a season's worth of episodes. And I intend to keep watching. I just haven't. Um, 
I mean, it's interesting, but it, in a way, I'll admit Clone Wars feels more like I'm, I'm just wanting to watch it to know the information. Mm-hmm. Like, am I necessarily enjoying the episodes much? I mean, it's it's pretty kitty. Yeah, it's fine, and it's kind of yeah. interesting here at times. But um, and then I am at this point, I think about I'm halfway through season two of Rebels, um, and I can definitely see that Rebels season two is already better than season one. Not that season one was bad. I I enjoyed it overall, especially as it got toward the end. Um, but yeah, season two seems even better and everything I've heard is three and four gets even better after that. So I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, I'm not there yet. So my Ahsoka uh, exposure is pretty minimal. Uh, just, you know, young Ahsoka from Clone Wars mostly. And then like she pops in at the very end of season one of Rebels and then is in season two. So that's, it's not like I have a ton of background with Ahsoka other than that stuff. The one episode of Mandalorian, the one episode of Big Boba Fett, you know. Um, so I was, but I was excited about this. I like Rosario Dawson. I, I trust in Dave Filoni uh, so far, <laughs> and uh, I've been pretty pumped about the show. Um, I'll say about those first two episodes is overall I enjoyed it, um, but kind of like you guys have both said. And I feel like I might even be more so cautious when it comes to my optimism mm-hmm. about the show. I am I I do hope and pray that the show continues to be as good or better and gets even better as we move along. But I will say there are actually things about the first two episodes that give me slight concern. Um, but overall, I enjoyed the two episodes. I mean, yeah, I would say right now it's Mandalorian level of quality for me. I mean, I am one of those people that falls on the side of Andor is basically easily the best thing they've put out on Disney Correct. Plus when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, overall, I've enjoyed the first two episodes, but I I have <laughs> a couple things to discuss. Uh, but real quick, too, I, I will say, I mean, you know, it's... Again, having not watched a ton of the animated stuff and then continue always hearing the praise of Kevin Kiner as a composer um, mm-hmm. and being like, okay, okay, like, like I, I've obviously heard some of his stuff, but it's not like I've been exposed to a ton of it. And, you know, I would hear the praise going, cool, that's great. But then I'd hear some praise that would maybe go, okay, like, let's calm down a little bit. I mean, I will say, though, the score in the first two episodes was fantastic. It was yeah. very, very good music for a Star Wars show, for anything in general. It was, it, I was very impressed by the score. So I did want to mention that. No, I agree. The music is solid, like, in every scene. Mm-hmm. The the end credits it's it's good i like the end credits too i like the, the design of it too i would the the Honestly, credits like sweet. i i feel like they deserve to be in front of the episodes uh, yes. just for the exposure because people i mean people They're skip sweet. them anyway i know I, i'm we're one of the few people who watch that stuff <laughs> <laughs> but at least i feel like it stands a chance if it's at the beginning of the episode yeah. not the end right no, the credits are pretty cool. I would argue, yeah, I agree. I think the credits should be towards the front. They're they're, they're done very well. Yeah, and yeah, so. I liked the crawl at the beginning of the first episode. I was like, okay, getting to some classic Star Wars feel here. Like, it was nice. I liked it. Wait, sorry, Bobby, you were going to say something about Kevin Conner? Oh, just that 
I guess to follow up on what you were saying that, yeah, if you want, once you really start to watch Rebels and, and get into a little bit more Clone Wars, you will definitely uh, appreciate it. I honestly, if if I, you know me, I, I hardly ever listen to score and, or pay attention to it, I should say, um, because I'm always more involved in uh, the visuals of what's going on. But even I would catch on to certain themes and, and music that he was doing, especially in Rebels. And then um, as other people would point out some of the music that he went and did with Clone Wars, I would go back and listen to it. I was like, oh, good. When I'm just focusing on that. But um, yeah, like you said, in this, it's it's nice to see him doing more now within the live action realm because, um, you know, it's not like for this series that they had um um oh i can't think of his name all of a sudden um who's done for the first two seasons of the mandalorian oh black panther um, as well now of course i'm blanking on his name as well but <laughs> yeah well they didn't have him for this and right. obviously not john williams so kevin kiner being able to come into the role it's 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 good because he could be one of those people that ends up taking those reins when yeah. John Williams decides to bring it up and so put down his what is it called a baton? I don't know. Yeah. 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 So. I I think what I'm what I enjoy is kind of seeing these composers and musicians really take the base of what John Williams established and really go, Okay, let's mm-hmm. take that and use it but make our own and make it still feel like that, but it's still not that. And they do, and they do, and they're they're proving how well they're doing it time and time again. I mean, like we said, Mandalorian, first two seasons, that gentleman's name, which we can't all seem to remember at this moment. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, this Kevin Kiner, which I didn't realize, I didn't know his name, but I mean, last night was, it's, music is, is really well woven into the show and so it's hard to not hear it and i was just like man this is solid and then, yeah like the credits come on i'm like this is some solid solid music like it's nice to see the star wars at least the music realm really grow into its own and and work off of what john has done and really make it its own it's it's nice to see i'm glad they're not messing it up is what i'm saying <laughs> yes the music was a highlight for me the music is nice all right, and I did want to give a um, a shout out to and a R.I.P. to Ray Stevenson. Yeah, um, yeah. he stood out to me as Balin. He he was he's. I really want to see more of him. Um, and yeah. hear more of his story. He's like so imposing and in, intimidating, and doesn't have to say much to to be forceful. And uh, he he portrays that character really well. And the first time I ever ran across any of his work was back in the day he was on the show on HBO called Rome. Yeah. And that was the first place I remember seeing him. Would watch anything that he was in after that. But yeah, he's he's fantastic in this. I really want to see more of his story. Yeah, I agree. He has a, a very creepy calmness to him. It's a very... I don't know. It's it's like it's not even just like he's calm. It's like he's internally like Jedi in internally calm, but he's not Jedi, but he is, mm. but he's not. I don't know. And it's like it's all very kind of creepy. It's like, wow, this guy's really 
like in his zone of what he's doing. I don't know. It he does that character very well. It was very uh, entertaining to watch for sure, and it's really heartbreaking to know that should there be an Ahsoka season two. And again, I have no idea what the plans are here, but he's not gonna be a part of that. And that's it is a that's a downer. Right. <laughs> Composer's name is Ludwig Gornson. Oh, okay. yeah. Who, I think, just composed Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What were you about to say, David? I don't remember now. Were you going to say something about Ray Stevenson? <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, I did, well, I'll say quickly, uh, other than, uh, what, Thor, I don't think I've had really much exposure oh, yeah. to him as an actor. Oh. Um but it's one of those things where maybe I don't watch Rome. I think you'd like that. Stuff I've seen him in. Yeah, I haven't seen Rome. Um, I think you'd like it. Yeah, it's like it was to me when that first came out. It was like Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was a thing, mm-hmm. because Rome was a big budgeted show, and that's one of the reasons why it got canceled early is because it was too expensive for them to make, and this was at a time when they weren't in that in that business of making these big budgeted TV shows, but it just, you know, they couldn't sustain it, but it was such a good series. And it was one of the earlier ones that I feel like had that sort of level of acclaim, um, before, before Sopranos and before, you know, the wire and all those other shows started to come along there. And it doesn't get mentioned much, but uh, it's probably because not a lot of people have seen it. It's a good one. Yeah. Mm. So what so, are some of the so things that you So, David, you on? mentioned... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to me. What are the things? <laughs> well, I have some things as well, but, you know, yeah. I was curious what your your things were. Um, In a way, they're nitpicky, you know, because, again, I guess I feel like, you know, commenting on two episodes, in a, in a way, those two episodes feel like part of a bigger movie, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. in a, so in a way, I feel like I've only seen part of this, and but based on what I've seen, um, these things, you know, are, are things I bumped on, I guess. But you know, maybe after seeing the full, and it is an eight, eight episode run, apparently, um, the full okay. eight episodes, you know, maybe I'll go. Well, if in in kind of their piece in the larger puzzle it's totally fine with me now i don't care (laughs) but well anyway those being um and in a way you know i can't believe this first thing is something i'm going to comment on but it's pacing um and i say that because before i'd seen these two episodes you know there was you know people talking uh, about this show from the fan event uh that happened uh, what a few nights ago or whatever and people saw the first two episodes and started to comment online and i was hearing that some people were commenting on pacing and then other people were like you guys are crazy which is giving me the the sense that okay the show is not going to rush things it's going to let you know scenes breathe and characters take their time and i am all for that like i i Many times, my you, it'll be more common for me to complain that something is trying to just pace too fast, and hmm. you know it's something that bugs me. Like have some good dialogue, have some character development. Scenes don't have to run from next one to the other, you know. Mm-hmm. So going into this, at first, I will say, like the first half episode one, I was like, okay, I am enjoying this pacing. The people who are complaining about this are out of their minds, um, but. I felt like overall watching those first two episodes, 
a lot of the the kind of time spent in certain scenes felt actually a little forced. Mm-hmm. Like I found like it seemed like there were a few examples of shots where like the camera will like linger on a character in the middle of a dialogue scene like a little too long before we start going to the next bit of dialogue from the other character. And it just and it felt to me like bad editing, to be honest. Um, but like the hospital scenes, those are the ones I kind of bumped on a few times. Yes, I felt like there was a lot the, of conversation in the hospital scenes. There was, just scene, to, there was other scenes with yeah. you know Sabine and Ahsoka where it was like the camera like lingered on uh, Sabine for like a, a, a beat too long, yeah. where it was like it, it made me. And I'm not, you know, not, a, not that this would be a conspiracy theory or something, but like I could see a world based on what I saw. I could see a world where, um, you know, after so many of us have complained about the lengths of these episodes <laughs> where, you know, this was actually like a 35 minute episode. And Disney was like Disney Lucasfilm was like, um, let's let's get a little more length out of this one. Uh, but you can't you don't have a budget to shoot anything else. Just let's make it longer. And it felt like based on what I was seeing in a lot of the scenes like that could have been a, a world where, OK, fine, we'll just stretch these scenes out because that's how they felt to me. Um, I'm really glad that that wasn't just me because that's and I mean my, but I, was my thing yeah but overall there's a, plenty of other examples where it's like okay I'm glad this show isn't rushing things I, I it's so in a way I'm like I'm mostly falling on the side of I'm I'm happy with the overall pace but it's just something I noticed that in in certain scenes it felt like a little unnatural like I'm all for character development I'm all for great dialogue but that comes from you know, again, well-written dialogue, uh, performances that are really like kind of earning the extra screen time between cuts. And this didn't feel like that. This felt like it was like, we're trying to draw this out. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't feel like it should be drawn out. Like the editing feels like it should be a little tighter. That's how I, that's something I kind of bumped on. No, I, I agree. Like, I felt like, I mean, you say that does make sense. Like, I feel like there were times that there were shots that lingered a little too long and it does now that you say that it does kind of feel like maybe it's an editing choice um but then there were times they would have conversations and then it felt like the conversation just kind of kept going on and they were just kind of filling air space like the actual dialogue wasn't that important or really even that interesting it just kind of was conversation for conversation's sake like mm. all the important part kind of already has happened the conversation's kind of over and then there's an extra piece of dialogue that's kind of back and forth and i'm like did we need that like <laughs> it doesn't i don't know it seemed a little chatty for chatty's sake in a weird way sometimes um, and I think there was a little bit I noticed in the first episode, but yeah, the second episode kind of really felt that way uh, quite a few times. Yeah. I don't know. I am hoping maybe it's just an interesting way of pacing it out. And it's not the worst, but it's not great either. Right. So no, I'm glad that that wasn't just me in my head. Cause I was thinking that last night going, man, I hope this isn't just me thinking this. Hmm. Any thoughts on that bobby or am i crazy (laughs) no i've seen that echoed across um the review space uh people who that 
and I think I saw some of that as well prior to watching the two episodes, so it was in my head. So I noticed when it would happen, or at least when I thought it was happening. But I feel like if I had not read that, I don't think I would have bumped up against it at all. Mm. I don't think I would so have noticed it, to when be you, honest. When you say you read that, because I haven't read anything. I mean, I've mm. heard a couple reactions like on YouTube, but... Like, are you saying, like, just talking about the pacing in general or, like, specifically, like, where, like, the editing seems funky to them? Mm. Like, I'm just curious now, like, what Both. you heard. Okay. So, some people was wondering if it was an editing choice or bad editing or okay. um, just the way that it was paced was odd. So, yeah, I've seen both. Okay. So, with that knowledge i think i i noticed more than i probably would have if i was not aware because i just i don't think um most times at least i don't know because you know it, it, it's all I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily subjective but at the same time maybe ish because there's plenty of people who said they didn't like Andor because it was slow and boring and, and slow paced. So I, I, I don't, to me, I, I don't know. It, it, I never felt that way with Andor. So I didn't really feel that either with this, but, um, you know, it, I think it just kind of works differently for certain people based on, um, how they're viewing it and that, and what they're taking in as they're watching it. And is there that, anticipation of all right this is going on a little bit too long let's get to the next scene or or do a cut or something and to make it a little bit more dynamic but i don't know i I guess i didn't typically notice it if i had just been watching it regularly without knowing about it ahead of time so it it wasn't something necessarily i bumped up against but um i can i can see where it would be for other people seeing where some of those spots are though yeah what else you got uh uh, the only other thing that comes to mind um and i please don't i hope i don't get a lot of hate for this (laughs) because i want to explain myself and i also again i think this can tie into the fact that i don't have a lot of exposure overall to ahsoka as a character I mean, yeah, I see some of Clone Wars and I see how young and, you know, young she is as a as a character. And then, yeah, I see a Uh-oh. difference. I see a difference in in Rebels from the little bit I've seen her in Rebels so far. Um, she's obviously more, more mature, but I haven't seen enough of that version of Ahsoka yet to really, like, kind of place her development, right? So I, I can say I watched these first two episodes and... One, I think Rosario Dawson is great as Ahsoka overall. I've loved her as the character and everything I've seen. And overall, I don't have any complaints for her performance. Maybe it's a right. Careful, David. Yeah. Rosario is watching you she right is. now. She's Careful watching what you say next. <laughs> <laughs> the picture I have with her is right over there. Um, no, I think her performance is, is good. Um, but as a character, like... So far from what I've seen, it's it feels pretty one-dimensional um, where I find myself going, yes, I get that she's a, I guess, former Jedi Knight. And, you know, we've seen examples of Jedi that are just very, like, put together and like a monk, basically. <laughs> and 
in a way, like that seems to be the Ahsoka I'm getting so far, and that's great. But then I, I raise it as a point of concern because yes, this is a show where she is the title character, and I just I guess I hope to see a little more dimension there. But there was also just there was character chemistry like in certain scenes like with her and Hera where I was like mm-hmm. I feel like something is missing here with these two characters that obviously have a big backstory and rebels that I have yet to see the most of but like again maybe maybe this ties back into the editing I just complained about with these scenes of dialogue or maybe it's the writing I don't think it's performances but there's something about Ahsoka in the first two episodes that just feels very flat, and and I'm like, this is a this is a show about her overall, like, or at least she's the title character, and I hope to see some more like dimension to her. Am I making sense? Yeah, there's not a lot of dynamic emotion coming out of her right now. It's a lot everything of walking around. Everything is very reserved and, and thoughtful. And, yeah. yeah, everything is very thoughtful. Like. Even when she has moments of frustration with Sabine, she's still reserving. She's still kind of going, breathe through your... You could tell. It's almost like she's going, breathe through your frustration. Don't let your emotion out. Like, you could tell. It's almost like she's trying to, like, remain calm, cool, and collected at all times. And so there's a part of me, I'm like... That's this is my interpretation of what I saw on the screen, and so it feels like that's what she's doing. But it makes me wonder: like, is there going to be a point when she's finally going to be like, I can't stay calm, cool, and res- collected, and I'm going to raise my voice out of frustration at Sabine over something, or like really show that she's upset over the overarching situation in a conversation with Hera because she's been very chill almost about everything right. and like is that her trying to be chill is it that she's become that chill or is she just trying to reserve it and like move past it and try to show that she's grown when really like she hasn't because what we do know is that in clone wars you know she was and she was young she was a teenager um, you know, she was very headstrong and she was very like, I can do that. And then she would just kind of do it before really thinking through the consequences of things. She was very, you know, independent. She thought she knew everything and she was very like, I can take care of things or, you know, you don't know me. I got this. And she would really kind of like try to show how strong she was all the time. And she was like trying to prove herself all the time. So either she still has that and she's kind of holding back on those emotions or she's grown and moved out of that. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. These are just my (laughs) musings on Ahsoka, but I, I, I'm with you. I don't totally agree, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, I think it comes with age and her being comfortable in her skin and her situation. And also seeing a lot of shit go down. Bobby, your your thoughts on this subject I have brought up. <laughs> um, Bobby's the wise and learned one when it comes to this stuff. He knows so much more than we do. Um, I'm really trying to reconcile it, honestly. Um, I have watched all of Rebels, and so I know how these characters are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like Michelle mentioned, there's time passage and they're older 
And so, and they've obviously been through stuff off screen that we haven't seen. So they could have changed and, and, and had different aspects to their character that are not what we are used to anymore. But that's harder to um, to kind of come to terms with because it can be a little bit jarring when you've seen characters be a certain way for so long. And so <clears throat> with me, from the moment Rosario Dawson has been Ahsoka, I've always felt that there's a slight disconnect for me with her in live action compared to animation. So in this series, it just it puts it more on display, that fact for me, and that she's different somehow. And I don't know if it's because it's a character thing that she's gone through, or is it a performance thing by Rosario? And I'm hoping it's the former more so than the latter, because it, it's it's weird to say it, but like the way Rosario plays her, it's she's more like like you said reserved. Uh, she's very stoic, and mm-hmm. she's missing like that fire. When Ashley plays her, does the voice acting for uh, Ahsoka. There's a little bit more pep. Um, a little bit more charm to the character in, in that form that I, I've never really seen. <clears throat> excuse me, I've never really seen from Rosario's performance, and so I, I keep hoping or trying to internalize in my mind that it's the character. The character has changed, and so she's not that young girl anymore, or not even the the one. That was from Rebels. Right. Because even that's been a little bit more time that's passed. So I I still kind of like compartmentalize it and put it into a little corner and say, you know what? I got to let that be that and let this be this and kind of go with the with the go with where they're going to take the character and, and make a more informed judgment at the end of the day. Um, but still sort of have that in the back of my mind, like, yeah, there's something that is not quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, is the characters that have been represented so far, the two that feel the most like their animated versions are um, Hera and Chopper. And Chopper is like 100% his, his character from Rebels. So... Um, it's interesting to see if maybe there's been some sort of evolution. Obviously, like you said, they've gone through a lot. You can tell Sabine has gone through a lot. Um, there was this whole aspect of uh, Ahsoka training her as a Padawan that is not in any of the medium that we have, animated comics or anything. That anything. So this is all new stuff. So clearly there's been change in their lives and 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 maybe it has informed their character as we see them today and so i'm hoping that there is that as the show goes on and there's more involvement with these characters that there we get back to the what made rebels such a special thing which was their camaraderie and their sense of family and how much they care for each other and their chemistry which isn't quite there yet in a live mm-hmm. action form but I'm hoping that it gets there. 
So you brought up something that kind of reminds me of a question I have, and I'm going to ask this, and I don't know, maybe you can't answer it, because I don't really want Rebel spoilers yet. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, I still want to watch those shows, or those episodes, and I am enjoying the show. And uh, Mm -hmm. hey, we have, what, six more weeks of this show? Seven more weeks? Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe I'll finish Rebels before the Soka ends. Um, But... I am I'm confused in that uh, not in timing of like when this takes place and when that takes place and blah blah blah. But hmm. like I have seen examples, I've seen it over and over again online of shots from Rebels that perfectly match shots from this episode, and or at least I assume that's Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean, why would that happen? Like uh, timing wise, <laughs> like what was being seen in Rebels that would make it appear in this episode of Ahsoka. Am I making sense? Am I confusion? Yeah. No, uh, you make sense. Is it something you um, can answer? Yeah, I not? can answer it. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's not uh, convoluted at all. It's really just they're just doing callbacks for all intents and purposes. It's not like... They're trying to reenact in live action what they did in the animated form. Just uh, simple. Oh, I kind of remember that from you know the animated, and they're just kind of an homage to that kind of sort of thing. It's not. um, Yeah, they're separate things. These these all this whole series comes place after uh, Rebels and. There is a, a little bit slight of a bridge towards the end of Rebels, but um, nothing that's being duplicated, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, I, I, I guess I understand. But I think I'll just have to watch Rebels to see. Yeah, I think we'll have to watch Rebels. I think I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen a little bit of like shots, and I've specifically seen people say, look, these are the last shots from the very last episode of Rebels. And here are some of the shots from the first episode. And so it's kind of like... Oh, I get, oh, go ahead. It almost makes it seem like it's picking up where it left off, but it's not. Many years have have passed, but some things still remain the same, I guess. Like, where Sabine is at currently in this show is basically where she stayed from the end of Rebels. Right. And again, I've never seen. I haven't. I haven't gotten that far. What do you? So <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and maybe, I like. Maybe what are you will, thinking maybe, in specifics? I mean, the specific scene I'm talking about is now. You know, Sabine has cut her hair off. She's put her armor on, and she goes up to the the mural and touches, uh, you know, Ezra's face, and then walks mm-hmm. up the steps. And um, is it just that that scene kind of happened in Rebels at a different time, and now she's almost kind of reenacting it, not purposely, but she kind of is. Is that what's happening? Exactly. Or? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, but you can understand as someone who has never seen it before, I'm I'm seeing shot for shot like they're perfectly, they they're exactly the same. So I'm like, wait, how did this happen in Rebels and it's happening here? Maybe for her, it's like, wow, I've come full circle. This is where no, I ended I, exactly. a chapter of my life, and now I'm restarting it. And so now I'm. Yep. It's basically the same things happening again, but now it's different. I'm no, I, I I yeah. and I understand the. The, the, it wasn't the same thing as the as the answer. Like, but at least it appeared yeah. to me seeing these images. I'm like, how is this? A, totally, that doesn't make sense. Anyway. Well, and, and the main giveaway there, um, 
if anyone goes back and rewatches it on the mural, you can see that Sabine's hair is like white, and in the current iteration, it's like white by that purple time tips or something. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I I think I'm with you with the whole Ahsoka situation, but I what I'm hoping for is that at some point in this series. Ahsoka is going to have a conversation most likely with Hera and it's going to be like dude I was pretty messed up when I realized Anakin was Darth Vader and then this person that I thought was this way is a completely different person and then on top of that I still have strong feelings for my old Jedi Master and he's gone and like I'm sure that messed Ahsoka up. So hopefully at some point she'll have a conversation about that. <laughs> it could be like, it's really kind of messed me up. And so I've had issues with my own Padawan because I don't want to disappoint them in the same way that I've been disappointed. And so I'm sure a conversation about her emotional weird things that have happened in her life, I'm hoping will come up at some point to explain well, why now she's like well now I'm this way I'm guarded this way I'm emotionally this way now for these reasons and I think that gives more context as to why she didn't feel like she could be the one to train Grogu and gave Correct. her Grogu to loot for training purposes because mm-hmm. of what her history was with Sabine that at that time obviously we didn't know about right Right. so yeah I'm hoping that we get more of that kind of stuff as yeah, I think that would help I mean, explain a lot There's still so much mindset. stuff. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there's been still a lot of so years. much with this series that uh, we haven't tapped into that we know is coming. We we know Thrawn is going to be in this series. We, you know, we've seen only a hologram of Ezra, but you got to imagine with most of it being about trying to get him as well that he will be there as well and see what's changed him in the time that he's been away. And, how, how he is so that's the stuff I feel like I'm excited about and the potential for the series this is one big story and, and that was sort of the beauty in and of itself of Rebels especially towards the end there it's just it was the whole season was just one long story that fed it wasn't like these one-offs mm-hmm. thing so that's what it feels like this is like one big story that each episode feeds into the next and we won't have like Oh, you know, Soka's flying off to this planet to go get a thing that will right. be effective in the next episode. It's not fractured <laughs> like, so. in time too much. It's not like, oh, five yeah. months later, we're all hooking back up again. And, oh, that's what right. you did on that planet? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we had this other battle. and Yeah, it's not Yeah, so not the way uh, that, like, Rebels and Clone Wars is. I will say, the one there was one thing for sure that... Um, Maybe it's a nitpick, but it definitely bothered me. Um, and we went through the big one, which was how the characters feel to me. But the the one that bothered me, I was so happy. I was so happy in episode one. Because I was like, oh, this feels so much like Star Wars, like just old school Star Wars to me. Just original trilogy wise Star Wars. And I was like, thank goodness that they just decided to go with people I've never even seen before in my life in this and and no one decided to get their friend that loves Star Wars since they were young mm. to be in this series 
Episode two comes around and they get to the shipyard and I don't know that actor's name, but I've seen him in a ton of things. I was like, <laughs> I just rolled my eyes because it immediately pulled me out of it. I was like, uh, I'm back into like that world again where yeah. it feels like, hey, I've always loved Star Wars. I want to be in Star Wars. And I wish I could remember that actor's name. And he's a good actor, but it's just yeah. I know him from other stuff. And it's like, man, really? <laughs> He's. What did we have to? It's funny. I don't. I'm not familiar with him, so uh, I did not bump on this at all. He's. He's uh, a random character actor. Like he's definitely done yeah. like random things in like. I think he's been in a Seinfeld episode and a Friends episode right. and a yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Like he's just in really random things. Uh, that's his yeah. career. Is he's I a mean, character actor that kind of slides in to play extreme personality types kind of a thing totally. and I think I've seen an interview with him and something and yeah he's been a star huge Star Wars fan his whole life blah blah blah, blah. and so yeah like it was definitely a it was a I think Dave knows him and he was like do you want to come do this character and he was like of course mm. I do you know but oh yeah I mean if yeah. anything for me that would have been whoever that actor is that played what is he like the governor of Lothal or Clancy oh, Brown yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, another he, okay, so, familiar face to yes. me than I, well, I don't even know who that other actor is. But yeah, he's an, he's well, another character actor for sure. So Clancy Brown, and, and this isn't really spoiling anything, honestly. Um, he is playing the live action version of a character he plays in Rebels. Okay, so nice. it's actually him nice. doing the voice and oh, yeah. playing that character that looks actually looks very similar to. How he looks in, gotcha. in Rebels. So that's cool. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it actually is cool. There's there's a few things that are like that in the show that I just nice little Easter eggs where there are characters who are in Rebels or, or mm-hmm. that are uh, live action versions of them. I was gonna. This is like a really random kind of just question, but I don't know if the character even has a name yet. But you know, you have these two. You know, I don't, but they're not Jedi, but, you know, we don't know what they are. Oh, his Padawan? Um, that, like, not his Padawan, but the guy that he's wearing, like, a oh, mask that yeah. looks like an old the assassin guy. Barrett, I think his name is. He has a name. Barrett. Okay. Barrett? Yeah, Barack, we don't, we don't know what his far. face looks like. But that fight scene toward the end of the episode with Ahsoka, I was like, he is super reminding me of Rinsler from Tron Legacy. Like, the way he moves. And then, of course, he does the throw of the saber, which mm-hmm. is like, this feels like Tron. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> like the, sa- the saber whips around and comes back like a disc and everything. And there was something about his action choreography that just felt very similar. Watch, it's going to be the same stunt actor. It it's going to be the exact same stunt actor. And you're going to be like, oh, I knew it. Oh, I know mm. my people's. It was just something I I thought about when I was watching it. I'm like, so Googling this after this episode. So, I'm be like, who's the stunt actor? I wasn't for sure if it was a guy or a girl. Or a girl, right. There is a slenderness to that character. There is. That I was like, yeah, is it yeah, I don't know. But, um... It's definitely an Inquisitor, um, okay. because they Inquisitors have those type of double-sided mm-hmm. blades uh, that, with the way that it's uh, shaped. And it was a red lightsaber as opposed to um, mm-hmm. Balin and uh, who have right. like a orangish tinge to their lightsabers. So, yeah, 
It's it's all interesting, and uh, I can't wait to explore more of that. All right. So, and, then here, and again, I now don't know a lot, and I know you've read books, and you're all learned and knowledgeable. But so I thought Ahsoka had a blue lightsaber and a green lightsaber, and it looked like both of her lightsabers were the same color in the show. But then Sabine had a lightsaber and hers was green. So did Ahsoka give her her kyber crystal from her one and then she had a different one? No. So um, they briefly touch on it in the episode that Sabine is using Ezra's old lightsaber. Okay. And his lightsaber he made himself with right. kyber crystal. Green. He actually had a blue one before that. But... Um, he so yeah so she's using that um, Ahsoka's lightsabers. She gets those in Clone Wars. That when well, there's a certain storyline that happens that she ends up. They're white for a specific. Okay. But yeah, yeah, those are her. Well, yeah, I won't say, I won't say too much because <laughs> just because you go back and watch. Right. Right. Spoilers okay. for Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. And these are shows that have been out for years. <laughs> and you can stream on yeah. Disney+. Yeah, spoilers for me for Clone Wars. I know. They're, right, and even right, I say that, exactly. Clone Wars, I'm not as... Yeah, I like, agree. Well, I mean, With Rebels, Wars, I don't really want honestly, to hear spoilers for, even though, in a way, I'm kind of learning spoilers for it by watching Ahsoka. But, uh, yeah. anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah, and... Uh, with Clone Wars, honestly, there is, I don't know as far as videos out there, but I know that there's definitely some videos that will say, if you want to get to the, the heart of Clone Wars, watch these episodes. And, and it's a lot less than the amount of episodes that there are in the total totality of the series. And a lot of those episodes are real meaty ones because they deal with, you know, certain aspects of the force, um, certain aspects of a character like Ahsoka, and then certain aspects with uh, Darth Maul, who also appears in, mm-hmm. in the, the Clone Wars series. So I would say those would be the nice cliff notes to have because that's where they seem to be pulling most of um, the new stories from, is from arcs that were going on within Clone Wars that were um, important to the overall lore of Star Wars. Right. You don't need to watch all these other episodes unless you just wanted to, really. I've I've thought about doing something like that. I feel like I've seen random TikToks where they're like, if you're going to watch Clone Wars, you really don't need to watch these eight episodes and you understand quite a lot more and you're not dealing with all the quote-unquote kitty stuff, like I said. Right. You know, the filler, basically, episodes are like, this is the meat and bones of it, and then this is what you really need to know. And I've I've seen TikToks like that, and I've thought about, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's the way I should go, is I should just be like, okay, one Saturday afternoon, let's just watch these 11 episodes, you know, in this order, and then maybe I'll be like, oh, okay, knowledgeable now, understanded, learned I am. Yeah. We are especially you, David, I think, because you've at least seen, like you said, a season's worth. And that's so you're familiar with the players, so to speak. And so right. now it's just more like, you know, the lore of right. like some of the stuff. And so it'd be really beneficial for you 
have to watch all those episodes. You just get down. I mean, let's let's it. all be honest. Am I going to watch all those Clone War episodes? Almost <laughs> certainly not. Like that's it's, right. it's a lot. It's a, there's a lot uh, of it. Is a lot. The Rebels will totally easily happen. That's not difficult. But, right. Yeah. But the Clone War stuff, yeah, I there's a very good chance I would take that similar kind of route. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, we're getting close to running out of time. So when it comes to Ahsoka, is there any last thoughts? No. With these first two episodes, we still have six to go. But so It sounds like we all like it, but we're cautiously optimistic about them. <laughs> The whole season, we need more to make full judgments. Yeah, yeah. I, I just really feel like this show and the Acolyte, whenever that comes out, are like the two that I've looked forward to the most because I feel like by the time that they started making those two, they had just enough data of where people were feeling about these Star Wars series to mm-hmm. make proper adjustments to either the feel, tone, the length of episodes, the, the whatever, make them better than sort of the first batch. And now we're at a point where whatever else comes out after Skeleton Crew, you really hope that they've learned everything up until this point mm-hmm. that they will take to those new series that they've come out with after that. So... Yeah, I think I'm optimistic in the sense that they had learned some lessons uh, from some of the other series to improve upon this series and Acolyte once that comes out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I'm I'm worried about Acolyte. I think because I'm so excited for Acolyte and I want it so badly to be so good. I mean, I guess mm. I want every Star Wars product to be good, but there's yeah. something... I mean, Acolyte, it just excites me and I want it to be this kind of certain tone and look in my head I guess and I just I really have fears <laughs> with some of the evidence <laughs> that we've gotten from the you know Disney Star Wars on Disney Plus but fingers crossed um, but I mean yeah I'm I'm overall happy with the show I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic a couple things that concern me something else I didn't bring up and this is even I, I would say even more nitpicky but it is something I notice and think about mm-hmm. is like just the overall look of the first two episodes when it comes to something set in the Star Wars universe it does have this kind of clean look to it compared to again certain things in Star Wars that I love that like it feels like it could look a little more worn like something about it Mm. looks kind of i guess bright almost and i don't know if that's a just a result of shooting in the volume uh, or what but it's just something i i there's something about the general look and i and this really isn't some kind of comment on i just want everything to look like andor like because but i did love andor but i'm not saying it needs to look that gritty but there's something about the overall kind of no it's funny i I, I, don't wanna, I mean, I know we got to go, but I had kind of the same thought, but then I kind of come through. I was like, well, technically, you know, this is the New Republic. Like, they're rebuilding. Maybe they're trying to make sure things are brighter and cleaner, and maybe they're trying to work that way. I also take into effect where these scenes are taking place, you know, like, you know, we're in that city where Sabine is at, and that city, you can tell, is under a, a rebirth, and it's growing, and it's it's the new republic so it's trying to look a certain way um 
you know, as far as the ship that uh, Ahsoka is on, maybe she likes her ships clean. I don't know. Like, but I'm with you. Right. Like, I don't know if this is just kind of the way this is going because of the time we're in right now. I don't know. Maybe we'll get grittier situations. But yeah, it's like they were at a shipyard and the shipyard seemed kind of clean. But, I mean, I guess like you give the example of like the ship like i mean specifically the ship i think that ship looks great and there I, I think it totally looks star wars to me i think i think it's like an overall almost like color grade of the show is i guess more what i'm referring to or just like a non kind of filmic kind of cinematic quality is slightly missing from it if that makes sense not so much like specific props and stuff like it's kind of where I'm coming from, but anyway. And then, and then that just makes me lean more into well, that's just how this planet looks. It's right. just a bright white, clean planet. Right. But then when you go here, it's going to be darker. Like it just to me, that's more this set, that set feel. Well, that's all I've got. Unless you guys have anything else, any last thoughts? Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, all right. Uh, as always, we would love to hear back from everybody listening and watching. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Please leave any questions or comments down below if you're watching us on YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram and uh, X uh, at flicker underscore effect. With that, I'm Dave Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. Bye-bye.